You're now listening to The Jules and Joe Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode six of The Jules and Joe Show. Uh, I'm Joe, and with me, I've got Jules. How are you doing, Jules? All good, mate. All good. Although I'm a little bit emotional because I've just finished watching Titanic, my daughter. Um, seeing Jack never making it on that bit of wood really just destroys my soul every time. But other than that, I'm all well. How are you, Joe? Uh, not quite as uh, emotional as you. Um, but I'm excited for this podcast because it'll be an absolute juicy one, to say the least. Uh, who have we got on the show today, Jules? Well, today we have... None other than Mr. Buttonhooker himself, current GB QB, two times BAFA national champion, and 1975 New England high job champion, Vince Mackey. Um, obviously, we've had Steve on the show who gave us a, a decent insight into how he started and, and, and all that jazz. And, and we kind of obviously fired him a few sort of out there questions so what what we wanted to to get from yourself was just your overall take on the button hookers uh with your time there and obviously going forward with you being in chicago now where that leaves them and 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 how you fit fit in with the whole button hookers thing now yeah um i mean those guys are uh kind of my best friends in the world um you know they're they're great and um we've done some good things together. Uh, I think Steve touched on it a bit. Um, Steve and I very much have a passion for the game and you could probably throw Jesse in there as well. Very much a big passion to actually work at it. A lot of the other guys are very talented. Um, but if you want to try to get them to practice on a consistent basis, the team wouldn't exist, um, which is totally fair. Um, I think as much as we're even a newer team still, like, we only started in 2016 and only joined the Baffle League in 2017. Um, we're older, um, generally. Like, uh, I, I think the average age of our team is is probably in the, you know, around 33, 34. Um, so you have a lot more guys who um, have other things going on in their lives that can't necessarily dedicate 100% of their focus to flag football. Um, apparently only Steve, Jesse, and me have nothing else going on. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. I think going forward, you know, for me, um, I obviously wanted to continue to come back as much as I could, uh, but I have to balance that accordingly. Um, so I think for me, it's, um, I wanted to put Great Britain first, you know, team, team Great Britain. So make sure that I come back for, all the you know trials and tournaments and practices um, for that um, and kind of see how that looks doing it um, from the US because I think it's very 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 feasible um, but then once you have to start doing like the button hooker stuff as well that becomes tough so you know ideally I'd like to be coming back for the big tournaments for the for the hookers and you know um, if there's stuff with GB that kind of ends up linking up, you know, on a consecutive weekend, then we can make it happen. But I have to kind of prioritize GB over, over the hookers. Yeah. What's, uh, what do you think you'll, you'll miss the most about it all uh, with a button hookers in, in, in terms of what you would just normally kind of have versus what 
you're going to potentially try and, and, and do with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it the, the sort of the, the big game tournaments type thing? Like, it, it'll be for bleak. I mean, it'll be interesting because I think there's there's really an argument to be made that this could make the buttnookers a lot better, um, just because. The way it kind of worked before, I, I, I kind of said, hey, if you want to be on this team, what I ask for you is 60% commitment. So you have to be there, make 60% of things, okay? Um, and so we had like a roster of generally 13, 14 guys. And, you know, the nine on a given game day varied a lot. It was very, very rare that we had what I would consider our first choice team. Um, but I think we were always very, very deep. Um, and I would do a lot of work. So basically the agreement was coming to 60% of stuff. We don't have to have practice. I'm going to do a lot of scouting. I'm going to do a lot of prep on both sides of the ball. And you basically listen to what I say on game day. And they're like, sure. Um, and then obviously as guys want to contribute and jump in and, and help, like, you know, that's not to, to take all the, all the credit away, but that's kind of how the baseline would be. Um, because if, if we're not going to do any practices, you can't just show up and then do it your way. Um, uh, so uh, I put a lot of thought into it. So for our listen, but like we do have some great football brains on, on the team. I think, you know, specifically Casey, Carl, uh, Wyatt as well, uh, and Ryan, like great minds that, you know, don't need to explain a lot of stuff to you. I think Casey is, uh, Casey and Carl in some ways are quintessential button hookers. Like, Casey and Carl probably are there 60% of the time. Casey knows football so well. And, see, you know, Steve alluded to it a little bit, but he's always in the right spot. He understands the feel of it. And, oh, my gosh, if he would spend any time outside at all, he would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but, like, he, he, just, he just totally understands. But I think, you know, and those two guys are kind of, who might end up being the QB when I'm, when I'm gone. And, and Carl himself, he, <laughs> he drinks so much. And <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing that, you know, it was only 2017, our first, first year. And he went a couple months where I actually went to the gym like every day and didn't drink as much. And he turned into like, you know, he is like six, four, but at that point he was like two thirty five rock solid and like just an absolute animal. And you're like, wow, if you were like this all the time, like you're just unreal. Um, but, you know, he's uh, uh, like a lot of us, he's, you know, play football isn't everything. Um, so uh, I, th I think Carl and Casey are a lot more typical button hookers than um, maybe Steve or myself would be. Carl, uh, Carl doesn't sound like he looks. Like I, I, he's, he's really soft-spoken. I, I, when he speaks, oh, if I close my eyes, I imagine Michael Jackson. It's really, it's really bizarre. I just, I just imagine him just walking up. Like, hey, did you need bubbles? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's such a nice guy. I mean, he was he um, grew up a bit in Minnesota, so he's you know Midwestern nice. And um, you know, I played like basketball with him too, and it's just kind of funny because he never like he'll go into the lane and he's the best player on the, on the court and he'll go into the lane and he'll just get hammered by three guys and he won't complain at all. And he won't get fouls called and be like, Carl, will you just like say something when you get hit? You get like, the are gonna, like do something. Cause the refs aren't calling it. 
because you're not doing anything. So they think nothing's happened because they're stupid. Like, <laughs> but Carl is like the nicest guy um, on the field. And, and it's, it's also great because like, you know, he shows up, he does what you're asking to, he listens, all that sort of stuff, but kind of also in the transition right now, kind of the difference between him and Casey, you know, Casey's a bit yappy. And um, if you want to try to control a huddle as a quarterback, you know, Casey's a little, has a little more of that natural tendency to control people. Whereas Carl is like, we're all here to have a good time. Like, what do you want to run? Like, you know, um, so it's, uh, yeah. Sweet. So I don't know. I think, I think because I'm gone, sorry, this is a long winded way because I'm gone. Now there's a little bit like, Oh, we don't have our cheat sheet of what this team likes to do and what that team likes to do. So, you know, I'm getting, I'm still in all the chats and they're like, practicing semi-frequently like every couple weeks and it's like what's going on and so to me I'm kind of excited because maybe if they like you know do that a bit and then I can kind of come back into like a more practice like I always thought we had great athletes and and to be fair just great people I love those guys um but uh yeah I think they could end up being really good it's just we're old so (laughs) that's cool um Joe, you got any questions? I've got one more question, but do you, do you got anything to fire in? Uh, no, no, you carry on. I've got questions for later on in my head, so I can't shake those right now. Uh, yeah, okay, so my, my last one, Ruzi, and I asked Steve the same thing, but obviously um, you had two repeat championships at BAFA, one on behalf of myself. Thanks very much. Um, last year... <laughs> yeah, it was just me. Well, last year obviously turned out a bit different. We ended up with a sort of smoke um, hurricanes final. What what's what's your take on on what was different last season compared to the the prior two? Um, look, I I, <laughs> I maintain that our team. Um, I'm going to answer this a little bit different than Steve because I heard his answer. <laughs> I think there's a lot of good teams. And I think, you know, if you, like Steve said, if you ran it a hundred times, you're not going to have the same team win it every time. I think in 2017, um, I don't, I thought we were playing well and we were excited. And I just don't think the level of the competition was that great compared. Like we brought a lot of stuff that I think was, different from what the UK had seen. We ran double QB stuff, which I don't think anyone did. Um, you know, we, we were a lot smarter about um, first down and stuff like that. So I think we just brought a different element and I think people started to learn from that. Um, and I think we've seen teams get better and better. Um, I think part of it is, you know, we're getting guys together at DB and we kind of help each other out. Um, I think the smoke, kind of probably went into the season and um, I hear rumors. I've known those guys for a long time. So we played against each other in um, uh, like the go mammoth leagues and stuff like that. And really early on in those, they used to, they would beat us. And then we kind of came back and then we, we won the last few championships before we left. And like, we kind of went on a run where we would meet them in Jag sevens or stuff like that. And we were kind of legitimately better. Um, I think we had beaten them like nine straight times before last year, like nine straight games that were games that counted, you know? Um, 
And then they beat us in that preseason tournament, um, which is good. And then we beat them twice in the regular season. Um, but what's kind of been always normal um, with them going back for a long, long time is generally when they beat us, they beat us in a very close game. And generally when we beat them, we beat them by multiple scores. And I think generally the reason being is we have better players. Um, if we practice the same way they would, I think we would win all the time. Um, but what Charlie's really good at is putting himself in a situation to capitalize when the other team makes a mistake. So Charlie will never, ever, I've never seen him do it, never seen him beat himself. Like they don't lose games. Um, they, they beat teams when the other team loses. So like in that semifinal, what was, you know, annoying is we got stopped once. Um, Charlie, to his credit, outmanaged me in that game. Um, but we got to the end. We had a four-point lead. Uh, I think there was 147 left. Um, they had two timeouts. So it's an odd situation because you can't just run the ball because they can get their timeouts and then they can stop you. And then they still have like 115 left to score a TD. So I was still in offensive mode. Um, and, but it was tough. I think like, you know, we ended up not converting and that, that hundred percent falls on me. I mean, I'd like to see us get a defensive stop. Um, you know, it's tough to not to only get stopped once and then lose. Um, but one of the things that happened is Charlie manufactured the extra possession. Um, and I had really thought about it that game because over the years for the longest, longest, longest time, we played him so many times. He's the only quarterback I've ever played against that can, I, I make it a conscious effort to get that extra possession. And he's the only quarterback who I played against that he's probably gotten that extra possession against me about two thirds of the time. So he luckily opened it up, opened up to me about it because I asked him, I was like, look, I don't get outsmarted much. What did you, what are you thinking about that I'm not? And we talked about it and there was a couple of things that like, I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that or whatever. Um, so I call that loss my most devastating loss in my career simply because I knew I was leaving and pride would say if I left as a three-time champion, play three seasons, won three championships. There's an aura of invincibility. Yeah. Um, ah, I see what you've done there. Invincibility. He is clever. But uh, and I was kind of hoping for that. I mean, it was only our, you know, second baffle loss in three years. Um, mm -hmm. Or I guess it was our third. The first one I wasn't there for, so it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, all the credit to them because what they do in, in, in the same way they beat Mass Flag is they in the uh, Glasgow is they are very willing to go in and say we are not the most athletic team. We can't out-athlete them, so we're not going to try. Um, we're going to execute X, Y, and Z better and be ready for when the other team makes a mistake. So – um, uh, you know, a lot of respect to those guys there, you know, uh, I have a lot of respect for how they approach what they're doing. Um, and a lot of kind of envy and jealousy because I do think if like the button approached it with the same, 
um, uh, if everyone on the team was there approaching it with the same kind of thinking about it the whole way, I don't think they would ever have a prayer of beating us. Um, but uh, I think the reason they beat the teams that they do both in Europe and, you know, mass lag and stuff is because they play very smart and they're prepared. Sorry, that's really long winded, but. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to stop here. We've got no time for yeah. the top 10. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Cool. Okay. Um, on that then, which is interesting because obviously we're, we're going to hit a couple of teams that are specific to what you've just spoken about. Um, <laughs> But uh, to kick us off with, then, uh, the first team we're going to come across is the Valencia Firebats, who, who just squeezed into the top 10, courtesy of mm. probably a conversation we had on the last cast. Um, obviously, I've, I've had experience against them to an extent, uh, and then I, I witnessed them in Champions Bowl last year. Vince, have you, have you came across them? Yeah, so I played them three times, and I played there um, uh, a fourth time. I played what they called the Spaniards, which had I would I think over half the team was Firebats. Yeah, um, and then they had a couple of like good Pegasus guys. Um, Firebats, I first of all, I have a ton of respect for them. I love them. I think they're great guys. There are a lot of teams, and I'll probably say it on this list that like they're just assholes. The Firebats are great guys. Um, and in some ways, like, have some similar qualities to the smoke. They play really smart, and they have a guy that, to me, is one of the very best in Europe. Um, I think his, uh, his last name is Mohammed. I think it's uh, Naeem Mohammed, I believe. Um, he, first of all, he is just a lovely individual. You can hit him on the field, and he doesn't cry about it. He plays tough. He's smart. He's great on both sides of the ball. Um, but he's really, he's a tough corner to go against because he doesn't look that big, but he can jump and he's really intelligent. Um, so the fire bats, I got a lot of, a lot of time for, um, I think they play kind of like the smoke. I, and, and this might be some of Devin's influence into the Spanish team, but I think they're already a smart team. I think they play better than what their athletes are, um, because they're yeah. really smart, um, they were, we were playing um, uh, at Champions Bowl, and, and both times we played them at Champions Bowl, we had leads that we just kind of lost at the end of the game. It was annoying. Um, and then, you know, we beat them the other two times. Uh, but they, uh, I remember being at the line, and they were calling out some of our plays, like, from the formation. And I was like, wow, that, like, doesn't happen to us very often. Um, so... Uh, we don't have a lot of unique formations so that to help prevent against that. And um, yeah, they were doing that. So they're, they're very smart. I love them. And then, you know, also got to give love to my man, Miguel, their center. He is just a lovely individual um, and one of the best refs out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I love those guys a lot. Sorry. I can't, I can't speak highly enough of them. Yeah, no, I, I, I concur. Um, again, uh, I faced them against w what was the Spaniards team at the AFFL in, in Madrid. Um, and albeit it was a different format, it was majority their players. Um, and yeah, the, the, I, I agree with the comment you said. They're not athletically mind-blowing, but they are clever in, in what they do. And, and, and you can see that 
especially in the FFL part, the you could tell they researched the format probably better than everybody else. Maybe much long seen as the French, where you know the lateral pass, they they just destroyed everybody by using that, which nobody, else, all the other teams that were there just weren't used to it. They weren't quite sure how to to put it in place. Whereas they just really utilised it perfectly. And then again in Champions League, I managed to watch a few of our games, and yeah, they were just. Just really good. And as I said, a good bunch of guys. The, the, the boy you're talking about, I, I collided into him a couple of times. You know, and he could have easily made a made, made something out of it, but then he just kind of sort of just high five. He just got on with it. So no, really, I, I, I'm impressed with him, and, and I think they're, they're worthy of, of being in this top ten. Um, Pretty sure he's, he's he's intercepted me more than anyone else in Europe, um, <laughs> and you know. A couple weren't my fault, like Wyatt once dropped a ball right into his hand. Um, but there was a couple that he completely got me. Um, I remember once, specifically in Champions Bowl, um, he, he had generally either been shadowing Wyatt or Steve. And so when he was shadowing Wyatt, we were eating him up with Steve. And we had a lead. And so he had switched on to Steve and played him in man. And so we had Wyatt on a deep backside post um, and Steve kind of running a comeback. And, and the guy was up on Steve. And I was like, boom, this is a touchdown. And, you know, I kind of looked it, looked it off and he completely, like I threw it, no, thinking I knew the coverage and he completely bailed out of his, out of, man, he wasn't in man. Um, and he wasn't playing short. I was like, he's either in man or he's playing corner and cover two. And he was not. Um, and he completely bailed and he like basically stole the ball from why, like he left. He also had to make a great play. So like he's intelligent, athletic, like, uh, he's definitely a man crush of mine. I will completely admit that. <laughs> Talking about man crushes, uh, the next team on our list is the Baker Street Button Hookers. Yeah. Um, this is Great a team, team we've all played, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some people have good records against them, but I don't think me or Jules can say that we do. Uh, no, I've uh, I think I've, I've only beat the button hookers once, and that was I think flagging New Year. Uh, yeah, and what you'll find with the or two ago. What you find with uh, the button hookers is once we're out of a tournament, it becomes really easy to beat us because we start to drink <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've beaten you the same times as uh, Homer Simpson's beating you, which is uh, zero. But we avoid you, which is the good thing, and that's how you win national championships. So you just <laughs> avoid playing the best team, and then you can sometimes try and win it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Top 10 team, without a doubt. Uh, it's hard for me to say, but I'd say it better than Valencia at the moment. Uh, you're at every European tournament, every prestigious one, anything that's got any sort of value to me. So like Sport Monda, I rate quite highly, because uh, that elite bracket of teams is very very good um and you probably you know you go to big ball and although big ball is a bit of a slog uh, and you've got to just get through every game the long days sport monders uh to me holds that extra bit of prestige over like a big ball just because that elite division you're playing pretty much teams are only in this list probably top 20 but all the danish guys are there there's a couple of them here and there. Um, and yeah, I generally think you've had like, I'd say the button hooker has probably underperformed a couple where you've lost. And then, as you say, 
Carl gets first round in, everyone's getting hammered, no one really cares <laughs> about the games. So that's fine. But yeah. it's why it's hard to just sometimes read a read a result on paper. But I agree. I, I, I think hookers over five laps. That's my call. What's uh, yeah, just I, a curiosity? Just what's what's the button hooker's highest finish in uh, big ball? Uh, we finished fifth, um, yeah. and uh, we finished fifth, and we lost to CJ Tarver. Um, so, no. which is uh, which is not a terrible, terrible uh, thing to go out yeah. of. But I, I, I generally, mean, I love I love Tarek, and we lost to the, we we did lose technically to the expads. Um, but when you're playing one of the top ten, twelve flag football players in the world, um, yeah. and you they can literally it. just give him the ball, and no one can pull his flag. And it, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. Now I, I generally think uh, any team that can finish in the top five of big bowl has has caliber. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of it is is, is potluck and, and and luck of a draw in, in some instances, but to get in the top five, you have to come across decent competition at some point. Yeah. And I, I'm actually really proud of that finish because last year was the first like people had had been annoyed at the wanderers for stacking the the bracket for years um and so they finally did a random draw and unluckily they got themselves in a pot that had them Kalkaku, uh the u.s team the warriors and us so we happened to be in that group too and so just to get out of that group was really really difficult um and we were able, you know, we beat the U.S. team. Um, and, you know, we actually won that group. Um, and then our first-round game, we already knew coming out of it, was either going to be the Armadillos or the Firebats. So it's like, okay, now we got it. So then we had to beat the Firebats to get to even get to the quarterfinals where we then run into C.J. Tarver and company. So it's just like, to me, getting top five on that slate was – I was really proud of it. I, I was probably more proud of it than, you know, our first national championship because I was just like, that was really difficult to do. Um, so, yeah, that's a tough group, and and there's no real sort of like game off or anything there. Um, every year I played with the expats, we always play like one good team. There, like we play four others that are just yeah, garbage, and you can kind of just go half speed against them all and just still put up like 30 on them so the yeah one, one thing the wanderers did do is they would basically classify each team as either an a b or c team and they put two a's two b's and two c's into each pot so there, there was like a balance of levels that you would play but if you were one of those good teams the first day you would generally have one tough game and then the rest you know you might have maybe one other kind of tough game but um yeah to your point but this that was not the case for us which was actually super yeah. fun um, mm. because that's why you go to those tournaments. We had, we had one like mediocre team in our group and one bad team. Um, so out of there playing nine games, we had seven games against really quality opponents. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, um, I concur with, again, with, with Joe in, in terms, of, I think I see button hookers just above, the the firebats just on 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 historical results and, and the amount of tournaments that he's have placed fairly decently in, um, I I I think for, you know 
if if you were to look at them right now, you know, if you guys were, it's, it, I think he's, it's very similar to Smoke in, in what you say, you know, you, you could play today and win the next day, you could play them and, and, and lose to them. I yep, think it's, it's that sure. close. But I think by by just a, an inch, I think you guys just beat them for now in, in terms of overall. And I think, I think what you're saying could be true about any of these top 20 teams. Um, the thing I think is, like, the way I would think about it is against the Firebats, I think if we both are at our best, I think we're better. Um, but, like, you know, so I think over 10 games or whatever, I think the record should be, like, six and four to us. But yeah. um, I think they'll beat us if we beat ourselves. Um, and we're more likely to beat ourselves than they are because they're much more practiced and such. Um, but No, that's cool. Cool. Well, so as we speak just now, obviously the hookers are, are above uh, the Firebats. So that takes us neatly into our next team, which is the Copenhagen Barbarian Stroke Now Towers. I believe they've changed their name. Um, you know, noticeably, if I was to stick down names on it, the, the main one that sticks out for me is Silas. Um, you know, be, I, I, I was actually in the nice position of getting beat by them in the big old final when we went there as a Cobras. Oh. I still think we kind of screwed that one up. I think we could have brought where we should have beat them, but, um, you know, they, they proved their worth and, and won that. I believe they won the Danish league. I couldn't tell you what year it was, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, which gives you a little bit of our caliber. Um, as much as we don't, I don't, I wouldn't say their frequency on the international tournament scene. I'd say probably it's mostly been big ball uh, that we've we've attended maybe a couple of times. But the pure fact that we play in the Danish league instantly gives them elite status. Um, you know, to finish in the top two, three, even four in that in that league is 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 a big is a big ask. Um, so. Yeah, I'll hand it over to you. Um, from my experience, they're an intelligent team. Again, I didn't think they were outstandingly athletic, but you know, they they play the narky way. I'd say where you know they'll, they'll do what they need to do to win, and not so much trying to athlete you. Yeah, and I think um, you know, for me, Silas is very likely the best two-way player in Europe um, and he I'll put it this way I mean you were at my you were in Miami and yep. Denmark was in the final so yep. first of all playing on a team like Denmark if you're playing both ways the whole way that says enough if you're playing the both ways in the final against the USA at the World Cup like he's the only guy that's doing that on either side of the ball uh, I guess Jaime was playing a bit both ways, but, um, you know, Silas was doing that and doing it well. Um, so on just about every game that they play in, he's going to be the best player on the field. Um, that being said, I think, you know, a, a lot of the, their squad kind of outside of that is good. I, I think their quarterback is really intelligent. Uh, Daniel Madsen, um, also a phenomenal referee, makes great calls. Um, and, uh, but he's, he's a really intelligent, uh, QB and they, they, they play smart. Um, this last big bowl, they lost to the Legionnaires and, um, in the first round of the playoffs, which is a little surprising to see, but as someone who's also lost to the Legionnaires and gotten upset by them, I can't, you know, fault them too much by that. Yeah. Um, 
I think we do have form for it though, because that that big bowl that we we won in 2018, um, I think their first group game against the Cougars. Yeah, they, they lost. lost. Um, you know, and then I think it was just a case of like, oh, okay, maybe they're not who we are, but then obviously they, they rock up and win it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 17 or 18, whichever year Joe played with. The, Joe, you played with the Cougars the year you guys beat the Barbarians, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was 17. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, and, I've, and I've actually, in speaking with some of the Danish guys, I've, <laughs> I've heard that the, Bar- the Towers will do that. They will just occasionally shit the bed. Um, <laughs> like lose a game that they shouldn't. Um, but uh, I, I think kind of what separates for me puts them a little bit lower than the other Danish squads is you've seen the Rebels win, you've seen the Armadillos win, you've seen SGD win. Uh, you haven't seen the Barbarians actually win that league. No. And look, that's that can't be a, like a huge knock. That's a tough league to win. Yeah. Um, but they're always to, like they're kind of a bridesmaid, never a bride sort of team um, there. Um, and obviously they've done great at big bowls. They, they made it to two finals. So still a phenomenal team. We played them once um, at Sport Monda Bowl, the one that I was not there for. Um, I think we lost by a, a touchdown. Um, so, and, but they're just, they're a really intelligent team. Um, really good team. Yeah, so, Silas torched me. He was, he was the guy I wrote on Flag Football World as the best player I've ever played against, I think. Because mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure if I wrote on the post, but the one particular player that woke me up that game was playing them. He ran a post, you know, about four steps into his post. I started running the post with him, but then he was in the corner, and I was about well, never five yards into the post, and he was on the <laughs> sideline. And yeah. uh, he didn't get the ball, but I was like, oh my God, I. I think I probably should try and watch where this guy goes because he's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, they have other, like, like solid players for sure. Mm. Um, But uh, unlike, you know, uh, uh, their other kind of Danish counterparts. And again, I I give Daniel Madsen the QB credit too. He's a a solid QB. But, um, you know, no one else on that team really stands out to me. So it's kind of one of those that, like, you know, if Silas isn't there, like they're not that. Yeah. Scary. Okay. Um, so, where do we think they stand in comparison to the, the button hookers and the fire bass? Then, um, I, 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 I mean, I've, I haven't heard much from them, if anything at all, since that big bowl final, um, mm-hmm. which tells me that you know that was. A decent performance, but we've not really repeated anything since then. We were as the, the the two teams that we've already mentioned so far are, seem to have more of a higher profile. Obviously, we're basing these standings to an extent. Uh, okay, so I was mid speech, but I was um, I was just saying that we haven't really been prominent at all since 2018, and and a lot of the weighing on this is kind of based on last year. So um, I think. In my opinion, you know, they're probably just sliding in behind you guys in Valencia, Valencia at the moment, I think. Um, unless you think different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six to one, half dozen to the other. Um, like, I, I think at their best, they're better than both. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. 
<laughs> yeah, I think they're 10. I, I'd put them as number 10 here and Firebats say at nine and then you at eight because obviously we don't have a team at the moment. And we shift everyone out. Uh, I think is if, um, if, if the button hookers go to that sport Monda, you know, they can, they can seek for revenge. But until then, see. on yeah. paper, they're not yeah. as good. <laughs> <laughs> and this paper uh, list made by by three Great Britain players for picking a Great Britain team over a Denmark team. What a shot. The irony. The irony. <laughs> Never BS. <laughs> so this uh, this next team might uh, obviously challenge us trying to rank British teams high. Um, the next guys up are Sphinx DePal. Um, oh. I'm uh, I'm oh, very man. aware of what they can do. Um, I've played against them uh, just recently in Champions Bowl there. Um, watched them wreck our dreams pretty much in the, the European Championships and then uh, watched them kind of just miss out on the Champions Bowl uh, trophy against the Indians. Um, I can't speak highly enough of this team if I'm honest with you. Um, you know, I could name a crap load of different names on this team. Um, the, the most unsounding Frenchman of Scott Harrison uh, <laughs> being one of them. Uh, I, I, I think they're great. Um, from quarterback to receivers to defense, I just it's hard to find any weakness on them whatsoever. Um, Joe, I know. Uh, yeah, I love watching here. them play. I love watching them play. They, they were like a guilty pleasure of mine to watch I, they, they don't do anything overly crazy they just execute so well it's like there's no incompletions the throws are on the money it's just it's simple uh, and the simplicity of it is, is so good uh, I think one of my favorite things is watching their QB Anthony wear uh, a pair of like Nike classic uh, like soccer football boots uh, he doesn't look like this crazy arm quarterback who's overly clever or anything and then you just watch him spin the ball for like a drive you're like damn what is this guy I just can't it's the pump fake it's yeah. the pump fake just as soon as you fall for the pump fake you're yeah. done yeah. you're absolutely yeah. done it's too late yeah they are uh, they are something absolutely different um, I can't rate them highly enough uh, yeah, I mean, their last, their last three Champions Bowl finishes are one, three, and two. So that's pretty good. Um, you know, you mentioned Anthony. Um, and so I played against Sphinx once, like the actual Sphinx team. Um, mm-hmm. We played them at our first Champions Bowl. And it was an interesting situation. We were the, in the same group, and it was our last group game. And it's basically winning team wins the group, and then uh, – if you lost, you would uh, be second or third based on certain tiebreakers. Um, and the way the structure worked is then we had our first playoff game that afternoon. So we kind of went into it and we said, okay, we're going to play really hard. If this thing is, um, if we're behind by two scores or more in the second half, we rest people. Um, and that was kind of our approach. And that first half was one of the most fun, most, like most well-played first half of flag football I've ever been part, uh, a part of. Um, you know, at the half, it was, we ended up being tied at the half, I think, um, uh, like 20 to 20. Um, they were incredible. Their center, uh, I believe it's 
there's the Darmana brothers, and I think the center is Antoine. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but it, they were like fast, athletic, and smart, and it was like a really, really well played um, uh, first half. Um, and uh, you know, they ended up getting up by two scores in the in the second half, and and so we did as we had planned, but they were wonderful to play against. They're a great team. And the other thing about Anthony as a QB, um, people don't give him enough credit. People, I don't know if people recognize this. I'm sure people in France do. He is a tremendous defensive back as well. Yeah. Um, so in the third, in the third place game against Israel at Europe, he got the, he the, he got the game player, didn't he? Right. He, he yeah, killed he, that he game. Off. Key, he got the key interception. Um, and then against us in, uh, at Champions Bowl, um, MBB had been having his way a little bit, and he switched. They switched their defense, and he started to man up MBB, and he did pretty damn well against MBB. Um, and I was like, "That's the QB." I hear. I hope MBB listens to this. The fact that Vince is telling MBB that he got locked up by a QB. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> locked up. But yeah, he. I mean, he did. He did. He he took him out of the game, um, and uh, uh, he did. He did well. Um, so I have a lot of time for them. Scott Harrison, to me, is the guy that if he's really young, I think I think you know, like twenty one or something. Is that um, all he is? Twenty one. He's like he's something like that. You know, uh, fun fact: uh, Scott Harrison has been to my uh, apartment in London. Um, when he was visiting. So, you know, we're friendly. We're on friendly terms. <laughs> okay. Um, but, we'll save uh, that for the uh, single podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is going to be a bit but crazy. He, uh, <laughs> he, he's the guy that if he um, progresses the way he should, he'll be the guy that people talk about as the best two-way player in in Europe. Um, he uh, wants to say he is now. Um, but you know, I think like any young kid, you got to beat him down a little bit first. Um, but he's, uh, he's got tremendous potential. Um, and he's a tremendous player already. Yeah. They're really good. They're really good. Uh, they're above all the teams you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I think this, yeah, it's not even really, uh, and it's no offense to the, the three teams, but I just think they are far superior, uh, currently. Um, so cool. So I will say, I'm going to, I'm going to give one weakness just so that we're not, you know, um, their one weakness is if you can get up on them, like, because they don't get beaten that much and all that sort of stuff. And I've seen it happen. Like they didn't lose the Nova Musto Knights at champions bowl in, in like their first of the, there was the second group game. So they, those are the group games that matter. And like, they lost in that one, um, and you saw them. They, they lost a couple games. Like the French team at Euros was basically sphinxed with a couple yeah. additions, um, and they lost a couple games there where it's like they get behind, they bicker, they aren't very. Uh, I think they're a little weak when they're um, playing under duress. Um, they can be beaten and let their emotions get the best of them. That being said, they're still for me on the top. You know three teams in Europe at worst. Yeah. No, I, uh, stuff. <laughs> I agree. 
Um, okay, cool. So our next team. Uh, what's that? Sorry. Who's our next team? Oh, our next team is Herlev Rebels. Um, again, I the, my only, my one time playing against them was in Champions Bowl just last year. Um, good team. Um, was I blown away? Not entirely. I was I was expecting to be completely rinsed by them, from honestly, as as the Hornets team that that we had. But you know, we didn't they didn't really do that much against us. And I know you can't just take it on one game because their domestic um, seasons have been really good. You know, we've been good internationally, but I don't, I don't think we've done anything ridiculous outside of our own league. Obviously we have won the league. Um, but other than that, you know, they are a good team, obviously a few Danish internationals in them, but I'm not, outrageously impressed with them. I think we're definitely above the the barbarian stroke cars. Um, I'll, I'll hand it over to you guys. Yeah, I, I have um, I have to thank the Rebels because at our Champions Bowl, they gave us a good ass kicking in our first uh, playoff <laughs> game. And actually going into the game, and, and, and this was kind of like the aforementioned Sphinx game, the reason I wanted to win that Sphinx game was I really wanted to avoid them because I knew they were kind of our kryptonite. Yeah, this really tall blitzer. He's about six nine. He looks like if you have one of those medieval um, movies and like something like three hundred, or that's not medieval, whatever, whatever those times are. Like a movie like three hundred, and you got like like the um, the hero team sends out their hero to fight, and then you got like the barbarian horde send out their like big bad hero to fight. Like, that's what this guy looks like. He's, like, 6'9", giant, and, um, like, he's not an awkward 6'9". He's just, like, a big, huge human being. And so what they do is he blitzes, and he takes up the entire middle. You cannot complete balls from 5 to 15 yards in the middle. And then they, they play basically cover two, and they stick their two safeties, like, 15, 20 yards off. So you can't throw over them. And over my first couple of years at the button hookers, I prided myself on throwing over the middle and throwing deep. And so I couldn't do either of those things against them. So basically after that, you know, Steve and I talked and we're like, we have to learn how to run comebacks because if we can't run comebacks, we will never beat a team like this. Um, yeah. And so that actually, that game changed the button hookers offense um, and changed how I view flag football in general. So I have to give a big thank you to, uh, you know, those guys and um, got to love Rasmus or as we like to call him, tall guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so when, when, yeah, when yeah. we when we played them, there was obviously uh, big Rasmus on the receiver, but it was like little Rasmus was QB in at the time. So I'm not sure if that's their normal. Brother, as is, oh, uh, well, their normal QB is Rasmus's brother. Um, right. Okay. So I, what was, I think his name is Christopher. I thought. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But again, I wasn't blown away. Um, yeah, I, I I I think of the of the best four of those like kind of elite four Danish teams, I think, you know, he's, he's the QB I'm least scared of as a quarterback. Um, But, you know, Rasmus in that first game in champions bowl, Rasmus mossed Carl. So it's just like, one of those things that just doesn't happen, you know? Uh, 
And and when they played the Sphinx in the se- in the semifinal that same year, their very last play was they were down by like four points or whatever, and it was like five six seconds to go. And all they did is they threw a fade ball to Rasmus, and he just went up and got it because um, he's yeah. tall guy. Um, tall guy. So um, I don't I don't see them being above SGD even despite you're just. <laughs> Your, your finishing sentence there. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I still don't think we're, we're as good. Um, we haven't even gotten to SGD though. What's that, sorry? We haven't done SGD yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm thinking, excuse me. I'm oh, thinking Sphinx. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not, yeah, they're, I, no, I would put Sphinx above them for sure. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, in terms of the other teams, where do you think the, the figure, because obviously, you, you go after a Sphinx, you've got obviously the Buttonhoogers, Firebats, and then we've got the Copenhagen guys underneath there. So are we saying that so they're the team I played against with the Re- the Rebels, like when they when they were there at Champions Bowl, they were there and they wanted to win. They had their squad. Like, um, and then this past Champions Bowl, they definitely were missing guys. Um, right, right, okay. And, um, uh, and we ended up playing them in Sport Mondable this past year, and we actually beat them in Sport Mondable. Um, but I know, you know, that's a smaller tournament. Um, they're uh, so I, it's a tough one. I think I think they're below Sphinx and probably above the other three right now. Yeah, um, that's probably a fair assessment. Um, but um, yeah, because I they're in that category where I think they're really good, but they're not a team that's like that just completely fright. They don't frighten me anymore. They did frighten me that first time because I knew that they took away everything I wanted to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that was like the only time I was like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I, I've always wanted to play them again, just because like we completely changed our offense because of that game. Yeah. Um, so. I feel, um, I, I feel I agree with you. Um, like I said, I, I've, maybe like you said, at Champions Bowl, when, when I've played them, I've, I've maybe not seen their full, their full squad, if that's the case, mm-hmm. uh, which, which might make them somewhat of a different name. I mean, don't get me wrong, we still beat us, so you yeah. know, I can't really say anything. But um, yeah, I, I, I can live with that. So, so currently... Yeah, and they, and they went to the play, like the Champions Bowl this year, for me, like looking at the list, list of teams was like just so stacked this year. Um, yeah like they didn't have teams from countries that were just there because they're from that country. They had all really good teams. Um, yeah. minus like, I think two. Um, and, uh, Shut up. <laughs> no, uh, I actually wasn't thinking of the Hornets on that one. Um, but, uh, uh, they still yeah. made the playoffs and they still were competitive in their playoff game. So I think I, you know, I think they're above the other teams on this list other than Sphinx. Yeah. It's one thing I probably would say about Champions Bowl there is like, it's, it's you know, it was only my second one in, in, in total, but, you know, I, I did feel it was a stacked tournament. You know, you were looking at some of the teams that you had in your group and then you're hanging, well, we've got a group of death here. And then you look at the other group and you're like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> you, yeah. you just weren't sure which one was the worst one to, to come across, yeah. but it was still exciting to, to play those caliber of teams. I, I think that's what set that, that yeah, tournament for sure. apart for me. Um, sure. So if we have a we sort of recap then uh, before we get to the, the next five teams. So at the moment, we're sitting with Copenhagen Towers at number 10. 
We've got Valencia Firebats at number nine, Baker Street Button Hookers at number eight, um, Her Lead Rebels at seven, and Sphinx to Pow at six. Um, you know, we've still got the next five teams, so we'll see where we can figure off. So next one takes us gently into on from the last team, which is SGD, um, which I've came across a few times now. Um, always impressed. Um, I, I feel that off late, they seem to struggle to get a full team in a lot of times. Um, the few times I've, I've played them, which was Champions Bowl there and um, flagged in New Year a couple of seasons ago, um, just never had the full team. The, the last time I, I played against them when they had their full team was Champions Bowl 2017. And, you know, they were, just from looking at them, you were already thinking, crap. Um, Weaver's last few times have been like, well, you know, Jonas is there, you know, you've got a few other guys that, that are noticeably there, but there just wasn't the full stack team. Um, but nevertheless, dangerous, absolutely dangerous. The first time I seen them when they were still operating as Fusion, and uh, I remember them playing in the final against uh, Mass Fly, you know, and, and I remember that was my first international tournament, and I was just, I was, I was absolutely in awe of of that final, I was watching an American flag team probably at, at their best against, you know, a, a Danish team at their best. And I, I was absolutely in awe of both teams. Um, you know, and I, you had Jacob, you had Jonas. Um, I've got all the other names which I can't think of just now, but outstanding team when they're at when they're at their full strength. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. Um... And I think you're honestly touching on their biggest weakness is I think they got five or six absolute studs. Um, you know, you got Jonas Jacob, uh, Niles, their quarterback, um, all excellent. Uh, Simadon, who plays center, but can play both ways. He is phenomenal. Um, and uh, they brought in actually this year, um, Simison, the blitzer, who I, I think is the best blitzer in Europe. Um, tall, but fast, you know. Um, was he the one that was uh, uh, the Euros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so they have that. Um, but I think they could – and then there's another player I want to mention. His name's Anders, and he's, he's a very good player. But I don't yeah. think most people would consider him on the level of some of those other guys. He's a, he's a very good – Underrated. Absolutely uh, underrated. Yeah, underrated. But the thing is, that team needs more Anders. Because the moment guys start to miss, like, yeah. you know, I, I was actually talking to Jonas, it might have been like two weeks ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we had discussed that the Buttonhuckers had a 2-0 and record against SGD, um, as you do. And, um, you know, he was talking about how they were missing people in those games, which is totally fair. Um, you know, this year at Champions Bowl, they didn't have Jacob or Simadon. Um, and... And I kind of responded, I was like, well, we were missing guys too. We had, we didn't have MBB. We didn't have Max Verlint. You know, these are Great Britain, like top guys. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I think a team like ours has a lot more depth. So like we can deal with missing guys a little more when they, when they are at their, like their full strength, they're tough, but that's because their best guys are, you know, they go both ways. You know, Jacob Jonas aren't coming off the field. Simadon as well. Um, uh, but it's just like they're, they have to have everyone there. 
Um, yeah. And so I just think, in, in some ways, it's kind of similar to we haven't talked about in the London Smoke. Um, you know, they have a few top players that can go both ways, but the moment they're missing those guys, they're a very different team. Yeah, yeah, I concur. I think, you know, you take Charlie and Henry out of the smoke for one game, and they're just, they're not, they're yeah, a, take one. Yeah. a weak team. Um, and you're right, SGD, you, you, you take two. I mean, I, I know that, I think Jacob's been injured and, and stuff like that. And, yep. you know, he's a massive, massive presence on that team. And you do, you take him out, we're instantly weakened. And don't get me wrong, them weakened isn't like the weak teams that, yeah, of course. you know, you come across on a regular basis here in Bath yeah. or whatever. But, you know, when it comes to playing against elite teams, it does, it does make a, a massive difference for them. Um, for sure. I think it was, it was flagging New Year, I think, um, when Waldorf won it. And I think they still got to the final with... Yeah, yeah, Waldorf beat SD in the final. Team. Yeah, and they were weakened to, to the maximum. Um, yep. Sorry, Sam. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, they well, lost. They uh, Waldorf won that game in overtime. Bendy yeah. uh, uh, hit the center on a front left pylon. Yeah, and then that's it. Shows you their caliber even that week. So um, certainly for me, uh, out of all the teams that we've discussed there, I think it's a hard one because I think at their full squad, them and SGD are 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 fighting it out for, you know, if, if, if it was just the teams we've discussed now, it would be them and, and, and Sphinx in the final. And I, I find it very hard to figure out which one takes it. The only, the only way I can decide it is the fact that Sphinx have won the Champions Bowl yeah. before on their turf. I think it was in Copenhagen that we won it, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is a massive stride. And again, we look at, last year's Champions Bowl and they're in the final again and again you can you can you can look at the fact that SGD weren't at their strongest but you know you, you can only look at what's on the field so yeah and, and, and credit to SGD actually um, the 2018 Champions Bowl you know Jonas showed up he didn't play the first day he showed up only for Saturday and Sunday and they didn't have Niels there and they didn't have Jacob uh, they did have Simadon they did have Anders um and their backup QB, I think his name's Kenneth. He's nothing to sneeze at. He's got a he's got a cannon. Um, but um, they, with that seven or eight man squad, whatever it was, uh, made it to the final where they lost the Rebels. So like, they are still like a really really good team um, uh, for sure. And I, I, you know, I can agree. I think you know at their best, um, you know, they're probably a cup below the. You know they're probably just below the Sphinx um, there, um, but yeah, no, yeah, that's where Joe was. You got an opinion on that one? Um, I, I can't disagree with Vince. It's hard to not kind of think that the teams that we're all thinking are at false full strength, um, but based on I guess more of a recency bias, I think Sphinx are the pick over SGD. Yeah, no, I agree. Cool. I think that we all kind of agree on that one. So this this next one will put the, the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, we have the Cluster Nuremberg Indians Champions Bowl winners 2019 over the Sphinx. 
Um, so again, for me, uh, I've played them a couple of times now, both at Champions Bowls, um, and obviously most of them by a, a very <laughs> sour um, GB game in last year's uh, Euros. Um, you know, to be fair to them, very good, good team. Um, definitely from on a defensive side, I think they are stronger. Um, with uh, Benny Wolf is just a tough, tough defender to to try and play against. It's probably one of the toughest I've came across. Um, you know, on an offensive level, I, I'm not completely uh, blown away, um, but they're still solid. Uh, and probably one of the best teams in, in Europe right now. You know, they're in this top 10, but I, I think they're definitely at least in the top five anyway. Um, Joel Vince? Recency bias kind of says or dictates that they'd be the top team, right? Yeah, I think um, the, the tough part is the Austrian teams in general, the top ones, don't seem to go to many of these no. tournaments so yeah. like it's hard to evaluate them out of these like odd um things there's no question that they're really really good um i i you mentioned the offense of the indians there's one guy on there and he's probably the one guy on that squad i don't know everyone on that squad but he's the one guy on that squad that i actually really love um He's a, I think his name is Daniel. I, I actually forget, but he's number 37 on the national. Daniel Hockley. Receiver. Hockley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, he, Pardon you. <laughs> he is a guy that he's a great player, and he plays the right way. And I really don't like generally how the, Sphinx, how the um, Indians defenders play, how their team plays. Um, they are really big and physical, and I have no problem with that. But the moment you touch them, they are looking for flags. They're falling over. They're diving. Um, I, I, frankly, I think it's BS. I think they're like, and you see it. I, I was actually having this conversation with a couple of guys in the U.S. national team. They hate Austria. Like, <laughs> it's just like, and it comes from that, like, the Indians club. So it's like, for me, I'm trying to be a complete jerk here, but um, that's a team that I really don't like the way they play at all. They are very, very good, but like, if you're going to be physical, be physical. But if you're going to be physical, when Jules catches a ball over the middle and he's coming towards you, don't flop 10 yards and look for a flag. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing that, you know, they'll kind of do is up, up with four minutes left, they'll run a bunch formation and they'll stand there as the rusher comes. And wait for and the rush to hit. As the right? rusher tries to go around, then they start to run their routes and they try to like actually run into the rusher and then the, technically the, the then they'll flop and the, the penalty on the rusher. So like they're a really good team, but like you know, I'm almost saying this to like refs, if you're refing them, can you like stop letting them get away with the nonsense <laughs> they get away with? Because it's like I, I sorry, and I'm not trying to be super angry, but that like I hate the way they play. I think I think yeah. they just know how to use the rules, and they literally use the rules to go against people. They like, they flop. They actually yeah. flop. 
Yeah. Like that's to me, that's not using the rules. If you get hit and you fall down, that's fine. But like, no, but I think maybe they, that's the difference between. Yeah, go ahead. They they don't wanna they flop on the basis if they think they're gonna get the call. I think and and I think all the points that we've all made. I, I mean, I'm not sticking up for them more than anyone because yeah. I don't particularly enjoy. I hate when we, the game we played them uh, in Israel. Um, but like in particular, I think Jules, you actually got high load by the Wolf Brothers, right? In, yep. in Israel, the no, one guy hit you up top, and the, and the other cleaned you up from the bottom, and they were like happy about that. And then later on, it would be like Steve clipped the one of them on the hand, and he'd flop, and it's just like that's my thing: be, be one or the other, be yeah. soft or be physical. Don't be soft physically. Yeah, they're yeah. a great team. Yeah. They're probably top three or four. Mm. I would put them below the Sphinx personally. I know they beat them. Yeah. But I think the Sphinx at their best are better than that Indian team. It, but to be fair, so you talked a lot about their defense. I personally think when it comes to like flag football, like I see all these tournaments and like wide receivers win like player of the tournament. And I think when it comes to flag football, your most important position is a QB. And then if I'm building a team, I'm picking five really good defenders before I'm even thinking about an offensive weapon. So sure, there may not be as dazzling on offense, but their defense is great. And for me, that puts them top three or four. I'm not sure who else is on this list, but they're still phenomenal. Pretty sure uh, Team Austria was four Indians yeah, DBs. Yeah, four Indians DBs. And then I'm I not sure of the Russia. Russia. Yeah. Possible. It's crazy. I, I I probably agree. I like Sphinx. That kind of plays into this a little bit, but I think I'd slot them in <laughs> just underneath Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I can't really disagree. Um, you know, it's it's funny because I I think if you had the Indians defense and say like SGD's offense, you know, you're 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 probably looking at the the best team in Europe, mm-hmm. I, I think. But obviously, we don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think based on, on, on last year's performance, I've got the Indians above SGD. But I, I think I'm the same with you. I, I feel the Sphinx are, are just better. We're just, we're just better. And I, I think, you know, it's like we've said already, but they, they play again. I, I think the Sphinx have them. Um, and- yeah, I agree. One other thing I want to just kind of cover on the defensive side is people look at the low scores and they're like, oh, yeah, they have such a good defense. Like the Austria and Indians, like I'm going to kind of overlap those two because, like I said, the defense is the same. Um, but one of the other things that actually plays into that is the way they play on offense is they will milk Slow. clock. They will milk clock. So, like, in some ways, some of those low scores, um, I think they're a great defense. But there are other defenses I like better personally. Um, wow! I think some I think some of those low scores are like a, as you should. It's a, a function of the entire unit um, and how you're executing your game plan. Uh, but not to take anything away from them, um, they are phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, there's so, like a couple defenses I'd pick over theirs. It'll be interesting to see if any of them are the last three teams that we've got to speak about. Um, I think one of them will be. Yeah. Is it this I'm next one? Well, the thing is, is it's already starting to get hard. So once we, we mention these next couple of teams, we'll, we'll see where we're at. So 
The next one, which I think is the one that Vince might be alluding to, is the Alarod Armadillos. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have never, ever played them. I've witnessed uh-huh. watching them uh, destroy multiple teams. Um, obviously, I've got experience against their players on an international level for, for GB, but not once have I ever played them. And it's the one team I wanted to play with, which is maybe foolish, but I'd, I'd like to see what the hype is. I'd like to, to, to see what they're like as a, as a team. So with that said, I'll, I'll hand over to you guys because you've got better experience against them. Oh, this is Vince's favourite team, no doubt. i got to tell you this, like on episode one, this is going to be the, the girthy one for Vince. <laughs> this is a 20-minute segment. But no, quickly, but hold on. <laughs> I, Hang on, did you say Vince and girth in the same sentence? <laughs> Yeah, we're connected. You don't missed worry. the lack of part. <laughs> I <laughs> they, said nobody. <laughs> they were they were a good team, but there's no doubt. And I feel like I know where Vince might go with this, but uh, from the limited of kind of times that I played them, uh, the only thing I even like to remember uh, is me getting a random flicked on interception on flea and to be honest pure yeah, luck the man didn't catch it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i didn't earn anything uh got absolutely destroyed so uh, i love it talk talking give you the real content no i i mean yeah they're a team that i've held up as a great standard both them and denmark national team i think um and they're a team i've admittedly stolen a lot from and tried to learn a lot from. Uh, I think at three key positions, they have the best player in Europe. So they have the best center in Christoph uh, uh, Holmstrom. Yeah, awesome. uh, and then um, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, they have the uh, best defender in Nicholas uh, Johansson. And probably not a lot of people know, but he probably is like the fourth or fifth best quarterback in Europe too. He just doesn't because he plays on the team with the best quarterback and that's Fred uh, or Flea. Um, and so like, to me, they start there, but, and like SGD has a lot of phenomenal players too, but the Armadillo is like the rest of their guys, they have, they're all really good quality. So like they can stand to be missing a couple guys. They were missing Fred at the 2016 Big Bowl, and they made it to the semifinals. Um, and they actually they were the team that kept it closest to Mass Light. They lost 14 to 12 in the semis. Um, you know, so they're a phenomenal team, um, and they've only gotten better. They added um, uh, Emil the last I think uh, last year, um, who's for my money one of the top you know three or four corners in Europe. He's you know, he breaks on the ball tremendously. Uh, and then the, they are really, really smart. Um, I think most teams, um, their smartest player tends to be the QB. He organizes things. A lot of good teams, like if you look at the Sphinx, Anthony, he organizes their offense, their defense, like he runs it. Um, and, and I do the same thing with the, the button hookers. I ultimately like do it and then like why it takes it over. Um, but you see that a lot. Um, but arguably the Armadillo's smartest player might be Nicholas. Um, and I think they're in such an awesome situation because they have, you know, Fred, amazing, Nicholas, amazing. And so you have two guys with 
great brains that can legitimately manage each side of the ball or manage the other person's side of the ball if needed. Um, you know, I've, I talked to Fred a lot and I've, you know, he's a great guy. I can't speak enough about him. You know, he's the best quarterback in Europe. Um, and he's just an absolute surgeon out there, the way their offense runs, um, you know, and then you start adding guys like Mads in there who can fly like they're, they're phenomenal. Um, I can't speak enough about them and they play really smart and they have really smart players. So um, I think that's what separates them um, from other teams. So um, how much do you think we separate from the other teams considering the two teams we've just discussed are currently sitting at the top of the list so far, which is the Sphinx and the Indians? I think they're better than Sphinx. I just, I think they're, I think they're a team that even if they were down, they're a team that's going to come right back up. Uh, Strong mentally team. Uh, I think they're just like sort of, I feel like, like SGD. uh, I remember, I've never really seen anything same before that you can get under their skin and that kind of plays a part. Just, you know, talk trash of them and, and they start, uh, you know, maybe dropping the ball or two. Armadillos, though, I'm just, I don't know, that phases them. They've got like sort of mamma mentality about them that they're just sort of untouchable. And I think it's kind of earned. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, they're they're a great team. I, I agree. They're very mentally strong. They have very mentally strong players. Um, and I think in, you know, my experience watching and playing some of the teams, I've never actually played against the Armadillos, but um, that is something you notice from them. And it's also like they're <laughs> – I think actually as guys, they're very similar to the guys we have on the button hooker. So, like, Scott, have a good time, you know, give each other a good-natured hazing um, – and, uh, you know, not take it too seriously. Um, <laughs> there is an alleged story that one of the armadillos, uh, when they lost in the, fi- when the Denmark team lost in the final to the U.S. in Miami by one point, you know, there were a couple guys on the bus uh, apparently crying. And one of the armadillos turned and said, what are you crying for? If we would have won, we still wouldn't have been on ESPN. So it's like, <laughs> you know, that sort of... <laughs> sort of thing which I think is like you know in those sort of moments you need guys that are really mentally strong um so I, I can't speak highly enough of those guys um they're uh, I'm a big fan of theirs so are we putting them at the top of the pile for now are we putting them above the I Sphinx? think so yeah for now I mean I would like to say I would like to say very very importantly that last big bowl you know the armadillos lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I had conversations with Fred and Mark. They had gotten these new jerseys, these like all white. Oh, I've seen these. Chrome, chrome numbers and chrome flags. And I was just like, if you do not win, you're going to look like such a fucking douche wearing those things. <laughs> and Fred's like, oh, they're so awesome. I was like, dude, you look like such douches if you do not win wearing those. And they lost their first round playoff game, so they had to spend the rest of Sunday in those look at me jerseys playing for placement games. Who did, so, you, who did you lose to? They lost to Waldorf. Uh, oh. uh, Just um, out of curiosity, I'm assuming the fact that they were not 
at Big Bo- uh, at Champions Bowl last year means that they must have finished outside the top two. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the previous year was um, SGD beat Rebels and Armadillos were third. Um, and then uh, Dillos won last year. Um, and uh, again, one of those moments that I just find funny, um, but other people might not. One of the Armadillos, uh, the Armadillos rusher, got flagged on a play because when the SGD QB threw a pick, he turned to him and said, you're not even the second best QB on this field. Um, <laughs> so I like them because they talk shit and they're, you know, they back it up and they, um, they play the game within the game, but yeah, no fair. Cool. So that puts them at the top of the pile for now. Uh, with two teams left to go. Uh, the next one you'll be very familiar with is uh, ex-Dallas Carters, now the London Smoke. Okay. Um, and to be fair, if you know, we've got a lot of great teams on there. Um, and as much as you hate to say it, we probably deserve to be in this top 10. Um, Absolutely. You know, we've, we've mentioned about the, the tandem of Charlie and, and Henry. You know, the they do they just seem to get better and better and better. I think, you know, I think you mentioned earlier about they're they're clever more than they are athletic, but I think they're getting more athletic. I think we're adding more athletic people in. And I think if there's one result that really highlights the the level that we're playing at right now is the fact that they took probably not the strongest mass flag side that we've seen on, on, on this side of the pond, but nevertheless, uh, a mass flag team that kind of made it look easy uh, against most of the teams there. And, and probably on would, everybody would have had as the winners, um, but, you know, they, they held in there. The full game time instead of a short clock, is that a different result? I don't know, but certainly they are impressive. Charlie is, is a clever guy. Um, you know, most people sit there thinking, I hate the London smoke um, because <laughs> they are shite bags. Um, but nevertheless, they are, they are good shite bags. So um, over to you guys. Uh, I mean, I played them, uh, obviously, in the final. Uh, played them in a regular season. I don't... I've never really struggled against them, if I'm honest. The first time we played them, we played with like a ragtag bunch of guys. We get like, it was Costas, me, and I think we had, I don't know if we had any of the start of an offense from the other games, and we just kind of got by, but uh, I, I don't know. So one day you see them and they're unreal. The next day, I feel like the very beatable um, but I can't follow them they are a very very good side uh, very well prepared smart uh, Charlie's always gonna kind of get the one up on you in any sort of ways he can uh, and again that's that plays a massive part in it but like SGD if you're like you take away a Williams Rivers you're kind of left with probably no quarterback Um based on what I've seen, um, and it's just Johnny on his own then. But they are adding more people. Um, mm-hmm. When we were all absolutely battered up in Scotland, 
for Iron Man. Um, they had a different bunch of guys who were way better than probably some of the other decks that they already had. So it is a different ball game, I guess. Yeah, they're definitely adding guys. Um, you know, one guy that really is mentioned, he's been there for a couple of years now. It's a guy called Nick. Um, and he's he's the guy who's always wearing the shades. Um, he's a good receiver. And he's actually a, a pretty good QB as well. Um, he, he's not bad. Um, but yeah, I've, I have, uh, I think, more history against them than anyone else in the country. Um, been playing them and I played them in every format. And, um, uh, you know, I touched on it earlier. I think, you know, early on, they uh, got the best of the teams that I was a part of. Um, you know, once we actually really became the buttonhuckers, um, well, they, they beat a, a couple of us that had, I think there was like Steve, Carl, and myself. And then there was no, there was no other guys that's currently on the button hookers. Um, so they beat a team that had, it was like us and, you know, some other guys. Um, and then once we came to the button hookers, we kind of really took the leg up, but they were always really good. And then obviously this last year, they, they beat us um, in the semifinal. And I always like knew that, like I said, it was um, for them, we could, if we were, if we did our best, they couldn't, they weren't better. Um, but they're really good at making other teams pay if the other team isn't perfect. And that's what they did to Mass Flag. And, and legitimately, at Gla in Glasgow, Flag New Year, they actually beat Mass Flag twice. It was just the first time, the last play of the game, uh, Mass Flag was awarded a phantom fifth down and ended up scoring on that play. Um, so they actually should have beaten them in the group stage. Like, I, I witnessed the thing. It was, it was absolutely a fifth down, um, you know, and they just kind of lost track of it. Um, but they had gotten the stop. So um, I think maybe the best thing that happened to the smoke that game was to actually lose because, uh, you know, yeah. I think Mass Flag might have woken up a little bit in the final had they uh, lost the game. But, yeah, tons of respect for those guys. Um, you know, actually, like, as they were coming into the GV setup, like, I think there were a lot of guys that were too caught up with their approach and how it didn't necessarily jive with, how some of the existing GB guys were. And I, I remember being in a room fighting and pounding my fist saying like, I have more reason to dislike these guys than any of you, but they will help us be better. And, you know, <laughs> I said at the time, you know, Char uh, you know, Charlie is the best QB out here. Who's not me. So if he's not on this team, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and that, that was a couple of years ago. Um, at the time and um they are really smart um and i have a great appreciation for that um mm. and it's one of those real recognized real sort of situations where you know sometimes it's really hard to under to recognize how smart someone is if you're not yeah. smart and so i think some people really like some people can see them as smart but some of the details I've really come to understand. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of good that they do. Um, so a lot of respect for them. Uh, they aren't as good as us. Ooh, controversial. I think that's fair. And I think if you're, if you're Vince, it's easy to say that. Having you his record against them. I don't know how big a deal it is. Like this year they beat the hookers, couldn't get it done. They've won a lot of international stuff, and they 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 have been traveling really really well. To, in, in all mm -hmm. their credit, um, 
I can't. It is really tough because I feel like on it, this is the one particular team that I feel like they could beat any of these teams on this list Correct. any day just because they will game manage them to fuck. No one yeah. is going to beat them with a the clock. They'll beat you. And like we we talked about earlier, they'll they're gonna lose the game themselves. So mm-hmm. I think I'd like to I'd like to see see if you if you look at the names on paper, you'd automatically say you know Armadillos, SGD, Indian Sphinx. You know you don't think about London Smoke, but you know if you I'd like to see them play each other. Yeah. I, I really would. It'd be games. I'm not generally one that likes or takes an interest much in watching games, but these are the kind of games I'd like to see. I just, I'd like to see we are because I think, in all credit to the smoke and you know, and to be fair, it, it actually ask people they are actually nice people. You know, I think there's a bit of uh, an aura that comes with them where that a lot of people just don't like them. But you know, having like spend time with them through GB and stuff, you know, they are generally nice guys. Mm. Um, I think we're just. They're just very much, once they're in the game, they're, they're in the game, there's just no getting through. Um, and and I, I, I generally think they're, they're one of the best teams in Europe. Um, because I haven't seen them against these bigger name teams, it's hard for me to quantify them. And I think probably if Big Bowl had went ahead this year and they'd been there, I think we would have seen them probably produce and probably finish quite high up. But because... Today, you know, we've, we've, we've won King Bowl, which is fair, but it's King Bowl. You know, they, they've mm-hmm. not won Bafa yet, but I think that's coming. Um, so, so on that basis, you know, compared to what the button hookers have done so far, it'd be hard to put them above. Um, but, you know, they're, they're sniffing. And, and I think this, well, the, when the next season starts, whenever that may be, you know, the SEC, which was once... You know, probably, probably the last year was probably the toughest I've ever seen the SEC between the button hooker to smoke and the rebels. Um, but it was probably the, the most hotly contested division of of, of Bafa last year. It always has been. What's that? It's always been the best division. It's going to break um, the Scotland heart, but I'll beg to differ. But uh, because yeah, but, the button hookers smoke and the rebels. A couple of years ago, were probably the three best teams on a piece of paper. I mean, hard to to say smoke, but yeah, the moment they came in, they, they were good. You may or may not be right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's right. He's right. Fuck you, Southerners. Um But yeah, I, I think for me, um, I think we slide in just uh, just behind the the hookers on this one. I think Joe made an interesting point. I think they could beat any of the teams on this list. I, I'm really interested because they're supposed to go to Sport Mondeville, which is supposed to be in September, which mm-hmm. is still going ahead. I'm really interested to see how they do there. Now, obviously, like, you know, some of the Danish teams don't put their best teams out for that. And, um, you know, they, it's not always, you know, the, the, there's a lot of really good teams that go, but it's not necessarily everyone's primary focus for the season. But, where I think the smoke will be unsuccessful is when they're playing good flag teams that are good athletes. So they've generally given us trouble because legitimately the button hookers are not a good flag team. 
Um, like our guys, like, uh, you know, they don't want to practice. They don't want to learn flag. They, they want to play. Um, and like, you know, I kind of have to gradually move guys to like learn X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's why they've given us trouble. I think Cardiff has generally handled them because they have good athletes, but are also, they're probably a better flag team than we are. Um, and so if you start to get against like full squad teams, like if you have the armadillos or SGD kind of at full strength, um, where they have good athletes, but also play flag well, I think I'm curious to see how well the smoke will do there. Um, because in some ways they're the most likely team to beat mass flag, um, and Grant, again, that wasn't the best mass flag team, but they, you know, they're the most likely team to beat some crazy athletic team because they will game plan the shit out of it. Um, but if you have, you know, a lot of those game plans will revolve around attacking intelligence weaknesses, and you know, the armadillos, a, t a team like that, doesn't have intelligence weaknesses and stuff like that. So I think that's where they might actually struggle. Yeah, um, but so I'm I'm really interested to see what happens when they actually play top Danish competition. Yeah, I, I think I said, I'm I'm really curious to see that matchup, and I think probably Champions Bowl this year would have kind of given us that, but unfortunately that's that's delayed, so mm -hmm. we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer to see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited to see how we do, just even as a, as a fan, um, to see where it goes. So okay, um, so. Off of that, then it takes us to our last team, uh, which again is is probably one of the most familiar names on the on the circuit, which is Waldo Fornders, uh, led by the great Benjamin. Um, obviously, I've, I've I've played these guys countless times. Um, you know, it's it's always been to me the tandem of uh, Benji and Fabian, but you know, off recent. The whole team is is just again. It's 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 one of these teams that <laughs> most of them look to me like the Hornets, which <laughs> is really unathletic guys. <laughs> but they they are they've just became this unit off the last few years, and they just you, you cannot count them out against anybody, you know. And even you, you see them now, Brett's Fort Monda, the Champions Bowl, Big Bowl. You know, it's hard to quantify them from their league because I generally think their league is quite weak. Um, you know, even the, the the two teams below them, I'd say, are below them by a country mile. Um, so you can't really gauge on them, but it's on the, the international tournaments that you see them for, for what they are. Um, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they represented at FFFL. Um, they've they're doing damage everywhere. They've won just about everything. Um, yeah, this is this is the, the one that's really hard for me as to where I place these guys in comparison to the last four or five teams that we just mentioned there because they could beat them all easily, but at the same time, they could lose to all of them uh, very easily. So, yeah, I, I'm curious to know what you're taking. I, I remember seeing one of the games that, uh, Waldorf are playing, which was against the Blackbirds in Champions Bowl. Do you see that one, Vince? Oh my goodness! Right. <laughs> I feel bad for the Blackbirds. That's the second consecutive year they've been knocked off on a hail mary. Yeah, like, but it was it was, was it was the nature of the hail mary as well, because yeah. to see Fabian just 
wide open once yeah. you get to halfway. And the two safeties who, you know, there's nobody else there. It was just them two there. Just let him go. And it was just like, oh, my God. Because I thought they were done. I, yeah. I'd never heard of the Blackbirds up until then. And I thought, yeah. oh, my God, we've got Waldorf. And, yeah, it's it was crazy. But, yeah, what's, what, what's your thoughts on Waldorf at the moment? I think that number yeah. one. Is it Jerome, Vince? Jerome. Yep. He's definitely one of the most underrated players in Europe. He sure. doesn't get enough love. He's really good. Really, yeah. really, really good. Um, he's one of the people I think that doesn't get any love. Can I think it is just Benny and Fabian that get so much love, and and that's warranted. But yeah, Jerome is my guy. Yeah, he's and it, the thing about it is Jerome changed them. We actually, I've played them. I personally played them four times. We played them five times. We played them once at Sport Mondeville when I wasn't there. Um, the first three times we played them, we beat them by multiple scores. Um, and the simple fact was their defense was terrible. Um, and so, you know, Benji and Fabi would make their plays, but I knew eventually like something would happen. Like we played them in the Glasgow final, you know, we got the one pick, um, and we were able to, to score and score and, and win by multiple scores. Um, but since Jerome has joined that team and I actually played against Jerome when he was still playing with the Lalo Greyhounds and we played him at big bowl and that team was not good, but they had Jerome and we beat him. I, I believe the score was like 20, it was 20 to zero, but like, it was a game that I felt like we should have won like 40 to zero. And it was like, and, and one of our scores was a pick six by Bobby. And, um, it was just, Jerome is just really good. And I was like, <laughs> who is this guy? He's really annoying. He's making these plays. And since he's joined Waldorf, he's completely changed their defense. He's gotten them smarter. Um, you know, they're still not the most athletic defense, but like they're actually a very competent defense at this point. And so if you have a competent defense paired with Benji, Fabi, um, you know, and, and their other receivers and such, uh, don't get enough love. They're, um, uh, the center, uh, Michael Ball, I believe his name is. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. He's, he's, he's really a good. very good player. Um, but, you know, that's what they were lacking before. And I think Jerome, and this gets back to my original point, or my point I made uh, a few uh, a few minutes ago, like the defense is more important. And Jerome coming in completely changed them. And since since they've had Jerome, they've beaten us twice. And we haven't uh, beaten them since they got Jerome. So, um, you know, uh, and also Jerome, absolutely lovely guy. Just love the dude to pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, I threw an interception to him and we were talking about it later. And I was just saying, you know, you're just my buddy. You're my friend. And I like to throw it to my friend. So, um, so <laughs> I'm going to throw an interception. I want it to be to a guy like Jerome personally. Um, but yeah. I, I, yeah, they're, they're they're a really good team for sure. So, I guess the the hard part is where we see them uh, in this table. Uh, we've got all our teams placed, but where do they feature in this top ten? You know, um, if if I go, I'll tell you what I'll do to make it in, to, to make it easier. I'll start from the bottom of the list, and we'll get to our to our number one. Then so. Number 10, we've got Copenhagen Towers. Um, number nine, we have Valencia Firebats. 
Uh, number eight, London Smoke. Number seven, we have the Beacon Street Button Hookers. Number six, Hurley Rebels. Number five, SGD. Number four, Cluster Nuremberg Indians. Uh, number three, we have Sphinx de Pau. Um, and then sitting at two, only because we just got this far, is Armadillos. So wherever Waldorf slot into will determine the rest of the table. So do we think they should be in that top five or lower? I'd go half. I'll go first, uh, be the guy. Um, I'd say six. I don't think they can be, but I don't think they're as consistently good as SGD, Indians, Amadillos, or Sphinx. Um, but I think they're probably better than the Rebels uh, and so forth. Um, they're definitely... I have to put them above the Rebels. They've beaten them yeah. multiple times. Even even the year... Uh, one thing the Waldorf has done, uh, two consecutive Champions Bowls in a row, they have beaten the team that won Champions Bowl in the, in, uh, the group stage, and they've been the only team to do it. So they beat uh, Herlev Rebels two years ago in the group stages, and they they beat them by multiple scores, and they beat the Klausenberg Indians by multiple scores. And they, it was like, boom, they were just putting up points, putting up points. Um, so I got to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, uh, I, I would absolutely put them above the Rebels yeah. for that. I mean, they've, they've beaten them multiple times. They've beaten them at Fort Mondeville. Um The SGD one is always tough for me because like, at full strength, is SGD better? I, I think so. But like Waldorf is just more consistently at full strength. And to be fair, at Sport Mondeville in 2018, um, Waldorf tied SGD in the group stage. It was 27-27, and SGD had Neil, Jacob, Jonas, and Simadon all playing. Yeah. So, kind of like, well, and, and Waldorf wasn't as good then as they are now. So I, I think I put Waldorf above those two teams. Um, it's hard for me to put them above the Indians, even though they beat them this year. Um, uh, and I can't put them above the Sphinx. So I think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm debating between putting them right below the Indians or right ahead. So I guess four or five for me. I yeah, forget all the things you said. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it's the SGD matchup. I, I agree with all the other teams. So it's the SGD matchup. That's a tough one for me. Um, I want to be kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I think for me personally, I would have them just below STD. I, I think on, on a day, both, both squads fully, fully fit, fully strong. I think SGD just win that game. I just think SGD have the better athletes, uh, one through 10. I, I just bag SGD. Um, I mean, again, that's, Subjective, I guess, but I just I, I think I back uh, the Danes. To just I think in a out of a hundred times, I think they just take the edge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with that logic in some ways. If you think of the best, if you put like the best SGE team out there against the best Waldorf team out there, like 
okay, maybe the best, you know, three of the best four athletes are STD players. But I think then Waldorf has four of the next five, to be yeah. honest. Like, yeah. I think, I think those SGD players, like their best ones are great, but I think Waldorf has more depth. Um, and, uh, you guys don't get enough credit. And to be fair, Benji for me, um, after Fred is, is probably the best in Europe. Um, uh, well, I mean, I was going to ask your opinion on that. I was going to ask your opinion on that. And if you think Freddie's number one, who's number two? So that answers that question. Um, well, yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, to be honest, I, I think democratically, I think probably Waldorf sliding just after STD, just on, on the basis of our discussion there. So, and it's, it's not a bad place to be. Um, you know, and, and certainly I, either of them on their day could, could, could upset each other. So, um, but that's a, that's a pretty strong pen, to be honest. Um, it'd be interesting next year if we did this again to see how that lies, because I don't think probably the, the 20 to 30 would change much. Um, but certainly that top 10 has has scope to, to change, especially if smoke continue to improve the way we do and the fire bats for that reason. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's some teams in that, that, uh, oh, not, not as a 20 to 30, but in that like 11 to 20 range, like teams like the 65ers, I was surprised not to see on the top 10, um, you know, the Blackbirds, um, uh, Blackbirds are a good team. Um, it's yeah. weird because the Swiss team, the Swiss national team isn't very good, but the Blackbirds are really good. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, they put in the wrong team in the Euros. <laughs> they should just be the Blackbirds at Euros. That's a good team. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't, I didn't, when I saw the Blackbirds team, I didn't remember or recognize many of them from that Swiss team that we played in Euros. Yeah. They had just, some, I, was just like, I don't know who these guys are. Yeah. They, they had some, the quarterback was the same. But, like, it was also a completely different system. And, like, as a QB, like, every QB has their own best system. So if you're going to run X system, you need a QB that runs X system well. So I, what it, to me it was, it was like, oh, this is the best Swiss QB. And he was running a system that I don't think was his. Or because yeah. the Blackbird system was very different, and he looked so comfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, I guess it's like anything, you know, if, 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 you know, say, for example, yourself or, or Charlie, you take away from your own playbooks and you give them a whole completely different playbook to play and it's, it's, a, it's a whole different ball game, and it? It's not what you're used to. You've got, you've got a different set of players that you're not used to and you're having to play a different system. It's, it's going to upset the balance. Um, yeah, Charlie would, Charlie would struggle with that. Yeah. You struggle with no no smoke players to throw it to either. Well, uh, um, no, that's cool. That's, that was that was worthwhile. So so we look at our top three. Then I guess it's congratulations from a Jules and Joe point of view to our Modellos who, uh, who who make the number one uh, European team, followed by Sphinx and the Indians. So congratulations, these three teams. They get absolutely nothing but credit from us. You've earned a very prestigious award. Yeah, uh, I hope you're all on it. <laughs> all, all we've done is put targets on their back and made you know Benji's like I beat the Indians, I beat the uh, SGD. You know, let the record yeah. show Benji I wanted you above SGD, but you know, 
Well, I, I'm hoping to see some heat just for controversy. I'm hoping to see some yeah, comments exactly. when, when we release yeah, it. And, and look, disappointed if we don't. <laughs> and look, if you do disagree, um, just make sure you message Jules and just tell him and don't bother with me. I'm not really a guy. Yeah. So just message yeah. Jules. Here's the yeah. M's. They're always open. Yeah, uh, Jules, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's that. Um, do you know, I know you like to usually end it with a couple of awkward questions. Yeah, we always give a couple, don't we? Uh, Vin said this is his right. favourite part. Mm. Albeit the start couldn't have been any more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vince, given the amount of teams you played, uh, it could be easy, could be really tough, but who's your least favourite team to play? Um, doesn't need to be... Uh, because you hate this style, uh, maybe because they're just absolute dicks. Up to you. Balls in your court. Least favorite team. <laughs> um, it's got to be Austria. Um, it's just, I'm I'm one of those guys that try to conduct myself very honestly. Um, I've gotten hit by rushers. I don't think I've ever fallen down. Um, if I fell down, it's probably because I got actually hit. I I hate that their quarterback falls down all the time. Um, I hate that their big guys will hit you, but they'll also fall down the moment you touch them. I think it's, to me, I think it's embarrassing. Um, and the thing is, I love their, their girls are great. Like the, the women over there, they're, they play well. They play the way they're supposed to. Their coaches are lovely. Um, uh, to me, it's like a completely different program. Like there's none of that going on in their women's team. Um, so uh, to me, it's just like just in the men. Um, so yeah, I think uh, uh, even just watching them, when I watched them playing in Panama, it just made me angry. Like, I think I can kind of reason because I find them really boring to watch on offense. It's, it's a, a little bit methodical, but it's not even enjoyable to watch uh, in that sort of sense. And yeah, I can totally understand uh, the play style. And I, I think a lot of people may may not know, but I'd, I'd say mostly American flag, even non-contact, involves a little bit of contact, probably more than you'd get in IFAF. Oh, I think given that you're American, yeah, the the sort of like the easy flops and stuff like is just not probably. It wouldn't you, bother me so you. much if they weren't so physical on and, and not just so physical, but like we'll hit you at the top of the routes. We'll try to like get away with stuff. Mm. Yeah. So like, I just I hate doing both. If you mm. do like one and you're just floppy and you're soft, okay, floppy and you're soft. But like, <laughs> you know. Mm. No, the, yeah, go for a joke. No, the the other one I going to ask you was, uh, and it can be absolutely anyone. It could be someone from from GP players. <laughs> it can be absolutely anyone. Please don't throw me on the heat of your events, or I might have to just leave. Um, but your most overrated player that you've played against, played with, anything, or someone who you get loads of people gets like crazy love for, and you're just like, I don't see that. For everyone listening, he's thinking, so don't think he's left. We hope he hasn't. The most overrated player? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Are you thinking about this too much, please? <laughs> uh most overrated player. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to ask like the captain of the Great Britain team to basically throw one of his teammates under the bus. Oh no, no, no! Not one of your teammates. Uh, I don't, you, if, it, if it is one of your teammates, then I mean that's on you. <laughs> that's on your if, if it's, if it's but, easier for you, just base it on the button hookers team. <laughs> yeah. That's easier. Uh, it doesn't have to be a teammate whatsoever. It can be absolutely anyone. Anyone on an international team, maybe, that people talk about, and you're like, eh, I don't think he's that good, though. Yeah, I've got, I've got a good one to base it on. That FFL team that you went with, uh, UK Dukes, yeah. across to New York with. You choose, that, choose somebody from that team. <laughs> choose someone from there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, I'll generally say this. I think receivers are overrated. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I think, I think receivers tend to be overrated because it's like, if you're just go where you're told to go and you can catch the ball, that's 90% of the job. Um, like, the, I mean, the times, like, I'll say this. Okay. I played in two national championships, right? Where, yeah. I played in two. One, one both didn't, get stopped on offense once okay and they gave the mvp to mbb one year and then they gave it to carl another year both are great players but in both cases it's like you know he, he was playing receiver and he was catching balls like it, the amount of times that the quarterbacks don't get love or that a good defender doesn't get love like to me generally receivers are way overrated so take you know, all the receivers out there, you are all overrated. That's that's what it is. Oh, Jules, don't cry. He's not Titanic, I promise. <laughs> that was a shit question, Jules. Absolute shit question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Vince wanted to throw his own TV under the bus. I thought you'd pick someone from, I don't know, uh, maybe like Italy or Austria or something just to get out of it. But no, honestly, yeah. Vince, we appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, Vince, uh, and, and helping us out with that. And it's good, obviously, Catching up with you as usual. Yeah, you too, boys. It's Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Vince. Uh, I think your knowledge is unparalleled uh, this side of the pond. And probably the yeah. other side, especially on European flag, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you so much, Vince. We appreciate it. All right. See you guys.